DC's upcoming streaming service officially has a name. Big news from CinemaCon 2018. And another actor leaving the cast of Arrow? All of this and more on a brand new episode of the DC Comics News Podcast. Welcome everybody to episode 4 of the DC Comics News Podcast. This is DC Comics News Editor-in-Chief Josh Rayner, here to bring you all the news in the world of DC over the last week. We have a lot of big news to talk about, so I'm just going to kind of jump right in. First off, I'd like to talk about the upcoming streaming service that DC will be offering. They've officially announced the name of the service, and it will be called DC Universe. According to the site, DC Universe is a first-of-its-kind immersive digital experience designed just for the fans. One of many incredible things membership will include is unlimited access to the following exclusive original series. And then they listed four new shows, two of which we already knew about, which was Titans and Young Justice Outsiders. They've also added a Harley Quinn animated series and a Swamp Thing live action series. Titans, which is produced by Greg Berlanti and also has heavy involvement from DC's COO and former Teen Titans writer Jeff Johns, is based on the new Teen Titans and will cover Dick Grayson's transition from Robin to Nightwing. Young Justice Season 3, subtitled Young Justice Outsiders, uh, will include many old favorites as well as bring in several new members like Spoiler and Static Shock. The return of Young Justice alone will no doubt get many fans subscribing to the service. 26 episodes will be produced by original series creators Greg Wiseman and Brandon Vietti. The Harley Quinn animated series is set to be more adult, and the hope was to get Margot Robbie to do the voice for the character, although these plans may have changed. The new series is said to be only loosely based on the current comics, where Harley has cut ties with the Joker and is causing trouble in Gotham City along with her BFF, Poison Ivy, and other well-known DC Comics characters. 26 episodes were initially announced for this one as well. And as for Swamp Thing, this will be a one-hour live-action drama series based on Len Wein and Bernie Wrightson's character. It is in development with Mark Verhaden and Gary Dauberman on board to write the script and serve as showrunners. Horror icon James Wan, who is helming the DCEU's Aquaman film, will serve as an executive producer on the show. The drama follows what happens when CDC researcher Abby Arcane returns to her childhood home of Halma, Louisiana, in order to investigate a deadly swamp-borne virus. There, she develops a surprising bond with scientist Alec Holland, only to have him be tragically taken from her. But as powerful forces descend on Halma, intent on exploiting the swamp's mysterious properties for their own purposes, Abby will discover that the swamp holds mystical secrets, both horrifying and wondrous, and the potential love of her life may not be dead after all. There has been no word on what the price will be or when the service will officially launch, though it has been rumored to be aiming for a late 2018-early 2019 release. But I'm sure they'll make it accessible to the masses sooner rather than later. So do you think these shows are enough to get you to pony up your, your hard-earned cash for yet another streaming service? You know, Be sure to let us know down in the comments because I have to say I'm, I'm really excited for this, uh, this streaming service. I'll definitely be getting it. I love... Obviously, I love DC, 
but what's really getting me is the, the the shows that they have decided to launch it with. Obviously, we know about Titans. We we've known about Young Justice, and those are great. The official photos that they've released from Titans, I've really enjoyed, and I've been waiting for a, a new season of Young Justice ever since the last episode aired. So those alone have made me excited for it. Then a while back, they did uh, rumor this uh, Harley Quinn animated series, this more adult version of Harley Quinn, and that kind of got me intrigued. So it's nice to see that it's been uh, officially part of this launch. It's one of the first four that they're launching. And this new Swamp Thing series sounds incredible. I love the character of Swamp Thing, and with James Wan as the executive producer, I think this is probably going to be... I wouldn't be surprised if this is the best show that they have on there. It sounds incredible, and it could lead toward a uh, like a, like a Justice League Dark series or something like that. Something that that brings in more of those mystical characters from the DC universe. And and with James Wan behind it, I think it, it they can really uh, knock this one out of the park. There was one more piece of news that dealt with the new DC Universe digital uh, service, and that's the pre- Superman prequel series Metropolis is officially been delayed. Uh, the prequel series, coming from the people behind Gotham, was originally picked up for a 13-episode straight-to-series order on the DC Universe digital s- service, but will now reportedly be redeveloped for unspecified reasons, with no updated release date reported. The live-action series was first announced back in January and was described as a look at the fictional city before the arrival of Superman, with Lois Lane and Lex Luthor in co-starring roles. Now... Gotham is actually one of my favorite DC shows right now, so I was pretty excited when I heard that the the people behind Gotham were doing this, essentially Superman prequel series, and with it being having Lois Lane and Lex Luthor as the co-stars, you know it's definitely it, it, it piqued my interest. So I'm a little bummed to hear that it's being delayed for redevelopment. I don't know if uh, maybe. The, the premise wasn't wasn't solid, and so they wanted to go back and retool it. I don't know. Maybe it just wasn't quite where they wanted it to be uh, for the launch of this service. And so it, if they are able to get this going and maybe introduce it as like part of their maybe like second or third wave of, of programming onto the service, I think that could be uh, really cool. And knowing that things like Metropolis are out there, and you know, being planned for this service that shows you that they've got ideas for other things down the road. So really, it kind of opens up the possibilities of what could be coming for the DC Universe streaming service. You know, maybe maybe the uh, the Sculpt series that was passed over by WGN, maybe that will end up on the streaming service. I think that would be awesome because, as someone who is part Native American, that that demographic is in desperate need of representation in, in all forms of media. So so when I first heard about the, the Sculpt series, I, I was really, really excited for it. And then when it got passed over by WGN, I was really bummed. But now with the DC Universe coming, I think it has another shot. This is definitely something uh, that I'm looking forward to. And let me know in the comments, is there uh, a particular series that you would like to see? Maybe uh, a Blue and Gold, a blue, you know, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle series, something like that. I've heard a lot of people uh, kind of request that that kind of a thing. I think theirs would be real fun, maybe like a buddy cop 
kind of lethal weapony type of uh, series. That could be cool. So let me know in the comments what you'd like to see uh, on the new DC streaming service, DC Universe. Next up, we're going to talk about all the news that went down at CinemaCon this year. Uh, Last week, CinemaCon 2018 took place in Las Vegas, and all the major studios got together for uh, the theater owners and exhibitors and everything like that, and put out all kinds of footage and news with upcoming projects. And Warner Brothers put out uh, some information about four of their upcoming DC-related properties. Uh, The first one I want to talk about real quick is Wonder Woman 2. Patty Jenkins has officially confirmed that Wonder Woman 2 will, in fact, be set in the 1980s. This is a rumor that's been around for a while, and I'm really glad that she finally came out and uh, confirmed this. It makes sense to me. Uh, There was no mention whether or not it would actually deal directly with uh, the Cold War, but it wouldn't surprise me if if that is part of the plot, if that is entangled uh, within it. That was, you know, there wasn't really any other uh, information about Wonder Woman 2 that came out other than that. We know that Kristen Wiig will be in it as Cheetah. We know that Diego Luna is in it as an unnamed uh, character. I'm kind of hoping he's the male Cheetah or maybe uh, Vandal Savage. That would be really cool. So there's there's not a whole lot to go on yet. We Like I said, now we know when it's set. So that's, you know, that rumor can be laid to rest. Uh, we've got quite a ways to go before the movie comes out. It doesn't come out until November 1st of 2019, so we've got about a year and a half before that even comes out. So I, I know I'm looking forward to it. Wonder Woman was, was great. It's one of my favorite DC films that they've released. So I'm really looking forward to what uh, Jenkins can do with this sequel. Next up is uh, Aquaman. Some work-in-progress footage was shown, and according to reports coming out of CinemaCon, the trailer and footage focuses on the clash between Momoa's Aquaman and Patrick Wilson's Ocean Master. The footage included shots of Atlantis cityscapes and armored seahorses, plus a gladiator-like coliseum. In the coliseum, Ocean Master is seen hyping a crowd and rallying them against Aquaman, who will challenge his brother for the throne. Further, uh, Momoa also displays his physicality as Aquaman, wielding a quindent and lifting a submarine out of the water. The footage additionally features Ocean Master delivering the line, The war is coming to the surface, and I am bringing the wrath of the seven seas with me, teasing the conflict confirmed in the Aquaman synopsis. Plus, Amber Heard's Mera pleads with Arthur, saying, Unless you help us, millions will die. But the trailer doesn't solely focus on the conflict between Arthur and his brother. It also features quips from Momoa, including, I'm a blunt instrument, and I'm damn good at it. Lastly, the footage includes a shot of Black Manta, which is described as being extremely close to the character's comic book appearance. Apparently, reactions in the room were extremely positive to the, to the footage, so that really uh, makes me happy. Everything that I've seen and heard coming out about this film has been great. You know, all the, the positive reaction to the, to the reshoots that have been going on. James Wan just building on the mythology, adding, you know, specific characters to it. Everything that I have heard has been great. There hasn't been any uh, production issues, so I'm, I'm super excited for this one. This is one of my most anticipated films of the year. 
It hits theaters in the UK on December 14th. And then it comes out a week later in the US on December 21st. Another DCEU film that they showed some footage from is Shazam. Shazam director David Sandberg took to the stage and showed some brief behind-the-scenes footage from the movie and said that they're creating a modern-day DC cinematic universe accessible to the whole family. Uh, Shazam is set to hit theaters on April 5th, 2019. I'm This one, I'm actually... I, I'm not one who's super, super into Shazam. I didn't really get uh, too into the character. I liked him... Um, I kind of got a little bit more into him after uh, New 52, and yeah, I know a lot of people are probably you know groaning about that, but you know he just wasn't he just wasn't the ca- a character for me at the time. I really didn't care for Billy Batson in the New 52 stuff, which I've heard from a lot of other people as well. Uh, so I've he- I'm glad that from what I've heard that they are steering away from that version of Billy Batson and kind of going back to uh, what the original character was more like. So that you know, so that seems promising there. And I love Zachary Levi. He, he's a funny guy, and I think his type of humor will lend itself perfectly to this character. David Sandberg, he's a great director, so I have all you know all the faith in that. And again, just like with Aquaman, I haven't heard any big production issues or anything like that. You know, it's got some some good cast members in it. It's got Mark Strong as the villain, and Mark Strong is a great actor. If you any of you who Watch who actually watched the Green Lantern movie, even though the movie itself wasn't that that good. You know, the, the, a real weak script and a real weak uh, actual villain. Mark Strong as Sinestro was one of the best things in that film, and I really wish that we could have extended with that character, maybe done more with him instead of with Parallax, because I think the movie would have been a lot better that way. The last movie out of CinemaCon for for the DC panel, it was Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Uh, we did get a new trailer and poster uh, for the movie. And then a little later in the week, we actually got uh, some casting confirmation. In the trailer that they showed, Robin is stoked to see a movie about Batman's greatest ally, who turns out to be Alfred. The heroes tour Warner Brothers and see the huge number of DC characters becoming heroes. They are determined to earn themselves movies. Then Deathstroke emerges, just as they need an arch nemesis. However, they think he's Deadpool, and Deathstroke is confused as to why everyone thinks he's Deadpool, especially since he came first. Some action sequences cut by before Deathstroke has a showdown with the Titans in a giant mech suit. I really enjoyed this trailer. I'm I'm a, a staunch defender of Teen Titans Go. I, I absolutely love this show. I know that it can be stupid and childish at times, but when it hits its mark, it hits its mark, and I, I always have a good time watching it. Uh, I, I, I watch the show. I read the, the comic series. I, I really just enjoy it. It's a light, uh, you know, just comical, f- kind of fluffy type of show that, you know, sometimes you need that when we have all of these dark, heavy, depressing things with most of the other uh, DC properties that are on television. So for me, it's kind of a nice little escape with Teen Titans Go and Justice League Action. Those I, I really enjoy those those shows personally, I, and you know, and I and I totally understand anybody out there who who does not like the show. I get it. You know, I've heard all the various reasons why people don't like the show, and I totally get it. That's fine. That's fine. But I I personally enjoy it, and that's and that's okay too. 
It was announced uh, later in the week that the voice of Deathstroke would be done by none other than the Lego Batman himself, Will Arnett. Uh, Will Arnett has been on the cast list for a while, but had been unconfirmed for his character, uh, along with Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell's character, however, has not been confirmed yet. I'm sure that'll come out soon enough as the movie comes out in just a few months. Uh, And as for the posters that were released, they released five new character posters, which poked fun at the Justice League movie by having the Titans literally standing in the shadows of the League members. They even went as far as to use the images from the Justice League character posters. Uh, These particular posters also included little quips from each member in response to the leaguer that they are standing behind. Robin was behind Batman, uh, Raven was behind Wonder Woman, Beast Boy was behind Aquaman, Starfire was behind Flash, and Cyborg was behind Superman. Uh, the, The one obvious missing character was Cyborg from Justice League, which I think it was a total missed opportunity for them to have put the animated Cyborg in the poster with the live-action Cyborg. I think it would have been hilarious. It might have been a little too meta, but I think it would have been hilarious to uh, see what they could have come up with for that. Uh, Teen Titans Go! to the movies hits theaters on July 27th, 2018. So if this is something that you're interested in, definitely make sure you you head out to the theaters and check this one out. Last up in our movie news section, the film adaptation of Vertigo's The Kitchen has officially added Shameless star Alicia Coppola to the cast. She will reportedly be playing Maria Coretti, the wife of a mob boss played by Bill Camp. Coppola joins Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish, Elizabeth Moss, Donald Gleason, Margot Martindale, Bill Camp, and Brian Darcy Jr. in the story about the wives of Irish mobsters who team up to take over running the business after their husbands are arrested and sent to prison. The Kitchen is scheduled to open on September 20th, 2019. I myself have never read the series, but this does sound really interesting. I love when we get DC-related films that are outside of the normal capes and spandex type of superhero fare. You know, with things like V for Vendetta, stuff like that, I I really enjoy the non-traditional comic book films. So I'll definitely be checking it out. Like I said, I've never read anything I might pick up uh, you know uh, the first couple issues and kind of just see what it's all about before the movie comes out let me know if any of you out there have, have actually read the series what you think of the series if you're excited for the movie itself what you think of of the cast overall what you think of Alicia Coppola being added to the cast top down into the comments and, and let me know your thoughts our next story Paul Blackthorne is officially leaving Arrow after the end of this season. Paul Blackthorne, who plays uh, Quentin Lance, who's been on the series since day one, is officially leaving the show. This is coming as a surprise, I'm sure, to most people. He's been an integral part of the series. He's been a series regular since the show began. And to see him go, it's it's really, I think it's going to hit. It's going to hit people kind of hard, especially after we have just lost... uh, Thea Queen, Will Holland, um, you know, who just recently left and isn't coming back to the series as well. So, from what I was reading, it seems like he's leaving, and this is going to uh, make some room for Colton Haynes, who's returning as a series regular. So, I mean, I, I'm pretty bummed that he's leaving. I love Quentin. 
I thought that he's you know he's always kind of brought a nice bit of morality to the show and a, a real sense of heart to the show. And I was really hoping that he would stick around, but you know everybody's got to move on eventually, I suppose. So let me know what you think about his departure. Next up in our comic book news, Action Comics number one thousand is getting a hardcover edition this later this fall. Available in comic book stores on September 26th and bookstores on October 2nd, the Action Comics number 1000 Deluxe Edition hardcover will feature previously unreleased story scripts, sketches, and more. With more than 80 pages of some of the top names in comics paying tribute to Superman, the Action Comics number 1000 Deluxe Edition hardcover will be available for the suggested retail price of $19.99. This book will include all 80 pages featuring stories and artwork by Brian Michael Bendis, Jim Lee, Dan Jurgens, Norm Rapman, Peter J. Tomasi, Patrick Gleason, Tom King, Clay Mann, Jeff Johns, Richard Donner, Oliver Koipel, Brad Meltzer, John Cassidy, and Laura Martin. Also including Marv Wolfman, Kurt Swan, Louise Simonsid, Jerry Ordway, and many more. It'll also include a gallery of 18 unique retail variants and the eight decade-themed variant covers from artists including Dan Jurgens, Jim Lee, Dave, Gib- Dave Gibbons, Joshua Middleton, and more. It'll include scripts for each of the stories featured in Ad- Action Comics number 1000, a side-by-side panel page comparison for the Peter J. Tomasi, Patrick Gleason story, Never Ending Battle, the original art for the Marv Wolfman, Kurt Swan story, and Enemy Within. The Paul Levitz, Neil Adams story from the Action Comics 80 Years of Superman, The Game. Design sketches from Jim Lee. And a complete reprint of the stories that started it all. The Superman stories, Action Comics number 1 and 2 from 1938. This is a, a, a huge buy i think for for any true superman fan any you know true dc fan it's only 20 bucks this is one i'm going to definitely be picking up i've already got two of my copies of action comics 1000 two of the different variants and i'll definitely be picking up this hardcover it sounds awesome i love uh checking out comic book scripts and things like that and seeing extra sketches and, and all that kind of stuff so this is something that's definitely geared to toward me and I'm sure it'll be geared toward a lot of other fans out there as well. And our last story, we have some big storylines in the DC world getting novelizations. Starting this fall, Titan Books will be releasing novelizations of some of DC's biggest storylines. The three currently announced are The Killing Joke, Mad Love, and The Court of Owls. Batman The Killing Joke comes out on September 25th, Batman the Court of Owls on November 13th, and Harley Quinn Mad Love on February 12th, 2019, just in time for Valentine's Day. According to the official press release, originally published in 1988, The Killing Joke continues to be one of the most talked about graphic novels released by an American publisher, and now to mark the anniversary of its 30th year, this official novelization will explore, expand, and adapt this classic story once again bringing new insight for both fans of the original comic and those discovering this story for the first time. Batman the Killing Joke will be followed by Batman the Court of Owls by Greg Cox on November 13, 2018, 
an original novel that pits Gotham City's greatest detective against a secret society of the wealthy elite that has controlled the city for centuries through influence, money, and murder. Originally created by Scott Snyder, the Court of Owls are an intriguing and deadly organization who employ the force of assassins known as Talons. When a series of murders in the modern day pits them against the Dark Knight, he seeks to end their reign of terror before it claims even more victims. Finally, Titan Books and DC will be publishing the first original novel to feature one of the franchise's most notable fan favorites, Harley Quinn Mad Love by Hugo Award-winning author Pat Cadigan will release on February 12, 2019 and offers an expansion of the Harley Quinn storyline, fully outlined by Paul Dini exclusively for the novel, who first created the character alongside Bruce Timm for, the, for 1992's Batman the Animated Series. Inspired by the 1994 Eisner Award-winning comic Mad Love by, D, by Dini and Tim, this brand new novel will reveal new secrets of the iconic Harley Quinn as she even now seeks to kill Batman. The DC novels will all publish in beautiful hardback editions featuring cover designs by Titan Books' Natasha McKenzie. Titan Books is excited to bring new depth and detail to the world of Gotham City with a range of fiction that offers a perfect jumping-on point for those looking to discover some of the city's most infamous residents, as well as those well-versed in the gritty world of Gotham City's streets. These sound awesome to me. Uh, I'm a fan of, uh, of novelizations. I think it helps bring some extra extra detail that you wouldn't necessarily be able to get in in, in the comics. And I, I think they're just they're really fun. And the fact that they're starting off with these three stories, Batman the Killing Joke is one of the uh, one, one of the best DC graphic novels that, that, that I've ever read. I absolutely love it. I try to read it every year or so. It's fantastic. Um, Mad Love is another great one. Harley, you know, the introduction of Harley Quinn. It just really nobody nobody realized how big this character was going to be, and her popularity has just snowballed, especially as of recently, uh, with her appearance in uh, Suicide Squad. And now she's getting her own animated series. It's the perfect time to get an, an you know uh, a novelization of Mad Love out there for, for people to read. It expands this character a little bit more and gets her out into uh, people's people's eyes a little bit more. And Court of Owls was one of my favorite storylines from uh, the New 52 Batman stuff from Scott Snyder. I absolutely loved it. It was It's great to see uh, new villains kind of be brought in and created, just like how Harley Quinn was you know, back in the 90s. It's it's nice to actually see this happen, you know, as it's unfolding, and have something as awesome as the Court of Owls, which has you know been used in things like Gotham and has been teased for uh, upcoming live action films and things like that. So I'm really excited for these uh, novelizations to come out. I'll definitely be reading them when they come out, and I'll probably be doing reviews when it happens as well. Well, that about does it for uh, this week's episode. Uh, normally we do a review at the end, but due to some technical difficulties, we weren't able to uh, get the review uh, in for this episode. So uh, next week we'll be doing a review of the new CW Seed series, Constantine City of Demons. So uh, come back and definitely check that one out. I'd like to just say thank you to everybody who's been listening over the last few episodes. Uh, I, I love doing this, and you know I... 
I love DC and I love sharing news about DC. If you guys ever have any questions that you want to ask, please feel free to uh, send me an email. It's uh, Joshua, J-O-S-H-U-A, at dccomicsnews.com. I'd love to, to, you know, if I get enough questions, I'll do a little segment. I'll read some questions uh, and answer them on air. I think that would be really, really nice. Also, if if you guys are into movies and things like that, check out my other podcast. It's called Merc with a Movie Blog, and you can find it right now on iTunes and SoundCloud. So definitely give that one uh, a check out as well. Be sure to follow DC Comics News on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr, all at DC Comics News. And check out the site, www.dccomicsnews.com. This is, again, Editor-in-Chief Josh Rayner saying thank you for joining me today. And as always, make sure to read more comics.